This is Madeline. And this is Cami. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 27. So Cami, I love podcasting. You know, Madeline, it's kind of growing on me too, since you know today is our half birthday. That's right. We've been doing this for six months. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups, or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. People have been asking us about how to start a podcast. So we decided to dedicate this episode to sharing our insights because it's our six month anniversary of running this awesome podcast. I think it's a great idea. So we are actually following this up after a live presentation about how to do this last week at the Social Media Breakfast of Houston. And we're bringing all of that here. So we want to have you, our listeners, in on all of this great detail. So we have a really great show laid out for you today. And at the end, we're going to give you access to a free resource to help you decide if a podcast is right for you and how to start one yourself. So stay and listen to the end because at the end, we'll give you the details on how to get that resource. That's right. So let's kind of break it all down. You know, how do we start a podcast? Well, you got to first start with a great topic and you got to come up with a great name for your podcast, something that's going to resonate with people. Now, Kimmy, when you and I started this podcast, you know, we had this idea of talking about community building. We both have a lot of experience with that. So it made sense that this podcast would revolve around that big topic. And uh, we had to come up with a name and that takes time. So you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. And, um, you know, we got together to really kind of, you know, kick around the can about the different ideas for the name. And we started coming up with different ideas and different thoughts. And some of them seemed to resonate to us. And we wrote them all down. And then we started to research whether they existed yet or not. So that was the second piece, because you have to find a unique URL. And we'll talk in a minute about whether you should have a website or how that goes. But even if you don't get a website, you need a unique URL, because wherever you're podcast is going to be housed, you want to be able to send people there. So you want to have your own URL. So we found communities that convert and we really loved that name. So we bought that really before we did anything else. That was one of the very first things, which is so important because, you know, if we're going to venture out into this and we don't know from the start, is it going to be a huge success? Is it going to be something that maybe after a month or two, it fizzles out because we're just you know, we tried it and then we move on to something else. You just don't know, but you want to stay claim to the name and be able to have access to that 
So I think it's really smart to go and get that URL. So that was one of the very first things, right? You went and got the URL for us. Yeah, I did. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of a crazy person because I buy a lot of URLs or domain names, if you will. And I use hover.com or Hoover, H-O-V-E-R.com. I would say that you find, you know, a service that you really like and stick with it. Because if you buy a number of URLs through those services, eventually you're going to get a bulk discount on your URLs. So that's what we did. We used hover.com. We went over, we did our research, we bought the URL and we started to plan. So the first thing that we did after that was buy, after buying the URL was to put together the art for the episode because we wanted to have it to have a good look and feel that had worked really well for you for Twitter Smarter. So could you talk a little bit about kind of why you thought a branded look was really important? Absolutely. I am really big with branding is something that I always preach to people I work with. I think branding is something that has to be at the top of your list when you are starting something new. So in this case, it was a new podcast. Once we came up with communities that convert, we needed the artwork to reflect that. When you're looking at podcasts and you guys listening, you you know, because you are a podcast listener. So when you are looking, say, in iTunes or any other platform, you're seeing a small thumbnail of all the different podcasts. And many times you will listen to one that grabs your attention. So the artwork is incredibly important. So we set out to have a graphic designer create something that really resonated with who we are, who our audience is, what we're trying to do with this podcast you know, do you want to have a picture of you? Do you want it to be a logo? You got to really think about this. And so I like, Kimmy, that, you know, because this is something we're doing together as a team, it's not a solo podcast as, you know, co-hosted. Uh, we had to make decisions together and we decided to use our photos together. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So we really thought about this a lot. Should we put our actual pictures on this or should we use some kind of graphic. Um, And we did talk about this a lot at the time, because on one hand, it would be nice to have a nice, you know, community sort of looking graphic. But we were thinking about iTunes and Google Play and all the places where it would be. And it's actually a little bit unusual for two women to be podcast co-hosts. So we thought that that might actually catch some attention. Yeah, exactly. So we decided and plus, we both have strong personal brands separately. So it seemed like it would make sense for us to put our headshots into, you know, incorporate that into the cover art. And I think that was a good decision. Now, one thing to keep in mind is that we can always change it. You know, we make the rule book here. I've seen plenty of podcasts that start off with the artwork one way, and then six months down the road, they totally rebrand themselves. And so that's the beauty of this is that you could always change it later. Now, also an important element are the colors. And we had to come up with a palette. You want to talk a little bit about our color palette? Yeah, sure. So we wanted to make sure we had um, some colors that made sense with both of our personalities and our other brands, because you have a brand also that has some colors that are already um, set. And so do I. And so we thought it might be nice to have something that sort of bridged the two brands. And so we came up with our color palette. And So, you know, I think it's important to think through all of these things. You would be surprised that all these little details make a difference. But I actually think that they do over time because people will begin to recognize you because of what your color palette and, you know, bright 
popping colors are really important. I think, especially when you're trying to get the attention of people that are just scrolling through really quickly, usually on a cell phone, I mean, on a cell phone. So you've got a small screen and very little time, very little time for it to work out. So I think that that's what happened. And later on, we did come up with a logo as well, but that that came later. And we don't have that necessarily in all of our art yet, but we're starting to use that on the website as well, as far as our branded, our branded, uh, promo copy, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Yeah. Now, in this case, we used a graphic designer. We hired someone to, you know, it's important to have it be very professional, like get it, do it right, right? Because, you know, if you're not a graphic designer, you could go into Canva. But if you go that route, the do-it-yourself route, make sure it looks really great. Because actually, what I want everybody to do, if you are going to pursue starting your own podcast, go look at other artwork, go over and look at podcasts and see, and just like you're saying, look at those little tiny thumbnails, do it on your phone and see what's grabbing your attention. And you know, Cami, an actual good strategy is look at what colors are really popular, what palettes are real popular and come up with something that's different. So it'll stand out. I remember that green was not really that popular. And now all of a sudden, a bunch of big podcasts are using bold green colors. And so that's becoming this trendy thing. So I always say like, you know, stand out by just doing the opposite. So you want to, you want to research for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And you can find these graphic artists in a number of ways. And we'll talk about this later too, when we talk about audio, but you can find them through word of mouth. I use Upwork a lot and I know how to use it in a way by sorting things on Upwork. So you can sort Upwork by the number of people that had great feedback. So I never hire somebody that doesn't have 98% or more feedback that's positive. And also I want to look for a graphic designer who's been on the site for a long time. So I looked at for, for people that had been at least working on the platform at least six months or more so that that way I knew they're not flaky. I know that they're there. They get great feedback and they've gotten consistent, great feedback over a period of time. So that's what you're looking for. You're looking for a graphic designer that can do stuff for you very quickly and inexpensively. But I would also say, you know, we kind of did it this sort of the right way, if you will. But I also don't want you to let these things stop you. So that's why Canva is a good way to go. If you don't have a budget right now, it's a good way to start. And you can always change it like Madeline said. So don't let these things stop you. This is just what we did. Yeah, because it's better to start and just get it out there and perfect it later. Now, the next thing is creating a home for your podcast. You know, do you want to create a website? Like, where do you want to put this? And you and I went back and forth on this for a while in the beginning, because we were trying to decide, because we're both very busy people, and we wanted to keep this as easy as possible. So it's like we had decided early on that we did not want to start with a website, because that would just be extra work. And we did not want to have a separate Twitter, a separate Facebook, a separate everything initially. So we thought we would work off of our personal branding, but let's have a medium because medium is a blog site. So we went to medium.com. We set that up and that was where we housed our show notes. But very quickly, you and I both realized that that was not really the best place for us to do that. It was not very flexible. I think that was my biggest issue was what what was it for you? Because with me, it was it was not flexible enough. Yeah, I guess that's probably what it was for me, too, because I like to um, have control over things. And we wanted to have a place to also put all of the things that we wanted 
you guys to know about, like all the places you could get the podcast, sidebars, all that stuff is not, that's yeah, not a medium a, thing. That is not a medium thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was short lived. We did it for, for this first several months. And then our good friend, Todd Giantasio, who was our guest in episode number th- 23, was able to help us get a website. And so now, Cami, we have this amazing website, communitiesatconvert.com. We always had the .com. So like you were saying, that was important. Get your .com, right? Initially, we had the .com point to Medium, uh, which mm-hmm. was a great strategy at the time. And now we actually have it as a WordPress site through Todd. So working with Todd has been great, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. He's got a really great company called The Growth Suite. And what we love about it is that he has a lot of tech support there. So like if you have any issues or problems, he's really right there to help you out. And the community is too. So it's a great place. And of course, since we believe in community, we really like having our website built on a platform that is about community. Absolutely. So we're just really pleased that we've got our website there. We were able to have complete control over it. So, you know, getting all these things in place is really important. And then also having a team in place, you know, depending on how you're going to do this podcast, you know, you're doing this whole thing completely by yourself, or are you going to try to get a team? And if you get a team, what things are you going to assign them to? We have a teammate who takes care of the show notes for us, which is awesome. And you and I divide up the work too, which has actually been great. This has been a really a great experience for me, Kimmy, because, you know, I've done solo podcasts in the past. I started podcasting in 2013. I did a solo podcast and I actually did do a short-lived co-hosted podcast. But my big podcast right now outside of ours is my Twitter Smarter, which is completely solo. I do everything by myself and it's a lot of work. So I think it's great that we have a team for this podcast. Yeah, it's great to have a team. And certainly Devana, who is my virtual assistant, she does the show notes. She does a great job. We have your audio engineer. And we also have the graphic artist that I told that I told you guys about at the beginning, who I worked with through Upwork. And we have each other. So I mean, that was the beginning part of this. So you have to decide if you're going to have what your format for your podcast is going to be. And that kind of will dictate what kind of team you need as well. So what are the types of podcasts that are out there, Madeline, that people can think about, you know, emulating? Yeah. And this is a question I get asked a lot, you know, like, okay, I want to start a podcast. What direction should I go? So you could do a solo where it's just you and it's just you talking. That's it. Or a co-host, like the way you and I are doing it. We We have the two of us, we talk each week, and then there's the interview. And we occasionally bring on guests to interview, but some podcasts are just strictly interviews. And that's how my Twitter Smarter podcast is. I'm the only host, but I bring a guest on each week. And then there's storytelling, which is becoming very popular due to the pop, the popular podcast called Serial. Did you ever listen to Serial a few years oh, ago? Oh yeah, no, totally. I, I was like totally addicted to Serial. And the other thing that's cool about Serial is it was episodic. Yes. So um, that was the other thing. And I guess you can call it, you know, you can go episodic, maybe another category, meaning that you have seasons, you know, yes. like you're going to do a specific thing for a specific time. And then that'll be season one. And then, you know, you maybe take a break and then you start again with a season two. And that's a little bit how um, that podcast was. It was a season kind of thing. Yeah. But that storytelling style, which is very much the NPR style in general, where they go out, interview a few people, they say a few things, they may have some audio that comes in, maybe some clips for music. It is a lot of work. 
I mean, one episode oh, yeah. takes, I can't even imagine how much like time days. it takes to edit yeah. that. Yeah. I, it would be so cool. I remember Pat Flynn experimented and tried that years ago. And he said it was an amazing experience, but the editing time, he edited it himself and he said it took so many hours of editing. I like the podcast called Startup and, and the guy that runs that is from NPR and uh, what's his name? I'm blanking out on his name, but great guy. He well, and, the, and the cool thing about that is they're about to do a movie about that. That's about yeah. to come out. Oh, no, it's a TV show. It's going to oh, be show. Okay. It's a TV show that's coming out starting in March with Zach Braff playing him. Alex Bloomberg. That's it. Because this new TV show Alex is called Bloomberg. Alex. The TV show is called Alex Inc. So yes. I think it's going to be on ABC. Does that sound right? ABC, maybe? Yeah, I'm totally, I'm like I am totally totally watching. And I think that podcasting be is going to explode after this. So I yes. mean, if you, yes. if you can get on in on this right now, guys, that's the other thing I this was going to say. Time. If you can get in, this is the time. Because I think people are really going to start to understand what a podcast is after this television show comes out. So just be watching for that. It's going to really bring it out in the forefront for sure. Alex uh, Bloomberg has done so much to get podcasting out to the public. And so if you've not listened to his initial show that got him famous and that got him a TV show is called Startup. It's just simply called Startup. And they are doing episode. It is episodic. But the very first season, you feel like a fly on the wall listening to him go and build this company called, it ended up being called Gimlet Media. And it goes through the whole process of naming the company and, you know, listening to him talking to his wife and, and, you know, getting a, a co-founder, meeting with Chris Saka to see if he would invest. It is fascinating. And that is an NPR style storytelling episodic podcast. So I totally agree, Cammie. Like any of you guys listening have thought about podcasting. Now is the time that TV show is really going to get podcasting out into the forefront. I have to say of all the different ways to get content out, and you know this, Cammie, because I've talked about this before, this has been one of the best platforms for me. I get, I kid you not, I get emails and tweets every day from people telling me how much they love my podcast, how much they love my, my Twitter Smarter podcast has been out for the last two and a half years, but so many people tell me that this helps them and we're getting people coming to us talking about our communities that convert podcasts and how much it's helping them. And we started our Facebook group and we got a great community of people, like-minded people that are really enjoying all of this information we share. So this is a great way to connect with people. So I'm just really big on podcasting. Can't help yeah, it. I know. And honestly, I mean, it, these are old stats in some ways because it was of January of last year. They um, did a survey of Americans and 40% of Americans say they've listened to at least, you know, a one episode of a podcast and 25% of Americans say that they listen weekly. And that was last January. So I can't even imagine where we're at right now. So that just continues to grow, especially since people are much more mobile. They're going to keep moving. They want to hear from us. And this is a much more intimate way to be with people. So one of our listeners tells us that she listens to this every night before she goes to bed just to get like that, you know, education time in. And, you know, I feel like, yeah, pajama party. Let's do it. <laughs> nice. So um, you can listen to a podcast anywhere and at any time. So that's yeah. what's great about it. So we can come back to this in a minute. But what about sponsors and advertising? I mean, we aren't doing that yet here on this podcast, though. 
if you're listening and you want to sponsor this podcast, please give us a call. But, you know, I think you also need to think about that at the beginning. Like, what is it that you want, where you want to take that podcast? Do you want to never have it sponsored? Do you just want to do it the way you want to? Are you thinking that over time you're going to want to have sponsors or advertising? And how do you build the podcast in such a way that you leave space for that? What do you think? Exactly. Yeah. So there are some podcasts that I really love listening to and was becoming a popular trend is they actually stop right in the middle of the episode and do an advertisement. So there's like the ones at the beginning, there's the ones at the end, but now there's the one in the middle. I think they call that like mid roll or something. And that's becoming popular. But like for us, we currently do not have ads, but, and this, again, this goes back to you make the rules. You have the playbook in your hands of how you want to do this. We had decided to have our own ad at the beginning of the podcast where we're just mentioning that we, you know, this episode is brought to you by our Facebook group. Why not promote something that you do? So uh, we're having a lot of fun trying out new things to see what you, the listener, likes. That's right. Now, here's the big scary that I think most people, and me, I'm going to say me, this is why I never started a podcast because I loved podcasting. I was a, a frequent guest on another podcast called For Immediate Release before I started this podcast with you. So I've done a lot of podcasting, but I was a little bit afraid of the tech. I have to be really honest with you. The idea of figuring out like what microphone to get and how to manage the recordings and how to upload it and how to figure out iTunes. And oh my goodness, it made my head just explode. So I'm going to turn this over to you because you are our real uh, showrunner when it comes to that. You're the tech lady for us. Yeah. Tech does scare a lot of people away from, from starting a podcast. I have to say this, if you have a computer or you have a phone, you can be podcasting because we all have really good smartphones. Now those smartphones have really decent microphones, believe it or not. So you could just talk into your phone. I know plenty of people that have done this. Lewis House even does this from time to time with his big podcast, School of Greatness. He'll just use his phone to record an episode. So we all have the tech there. Now, sound does matter, I think. I'm, I've become a real audio snub over the years. And, and the reason why is because a lot of us listen with headphones. I got my AirPods in right now. I love these headphones and it becomes this intimate experience, but you want the audio to sound really good. You want it to sound clean and crisp. And, uh, you know, what are the things you can use to provide good audio sound? So let's, let's look at the tech for a moment. I actually put together a web page that has gear and I did this years ago. So that when I have a guest coming on my podcast, my Twitter Smarter podcast, I wanted to direct them to a place where I have different microphones and that way they can look at them and select. So if they didn't already have one, you know, what could they use if they want to have really good audio? I'm not making them do this, but I'm just trying to provide some guidance. I'm also showing what I'm using because many people ask me, you know, hey, Madeline, you sound so good on audio. What are you using? And so I am using the Heil PR40. I did a lot of research in the beginning. And uh, I was listening to like Pat Flynn and, and Michael Hyatt, all these big names. 
And I wanted to use what they were using. So it was called the Heil PR40. So I put together this web page and let me give you the link. It'll be in the show notes as well as madelinescolar.com slash podcast mics and mics is plural, M-I-C-S. So you'll see that I, I even have a picture of my setup with the Heil PR40, but there's also some really great microphones out there that are not pricey. And so the one that I totally recommend for starters, and I know Pat Flynn recommends this, is called the Audio Technica ATR2100. It's really popular. And the sound is amazing. And it's $64. Like, yeah, and that's what I use. So it, it's what you hear right one. now comes from me. So I definitely did that. The first thing I did was go out and buy this microphone when we started this podcast. Yeah. And so, you know, here's my microphone is $327. It's a little bit of an investment. Yours is $64. And ours sound very similar. They both have great sound. So you don't have to go high end initially. You can start with the lower end. The snowballs are popular. The blue yetis are popular. But the thing is with my Heil PR40 is not powered, meaning it's not USB. You can't just plug it in. The microphone you have, Cami, you can just plug it right in. So for mine, it has to be powered. You either use a mixer or what I use in my case, and this is on the webpage that I just directed you to, it is called a an icicle. It's made by Blue Microphones. It's called the icicle. And it's a converter to go from the XLR to the USB. And I prefer this over a mixing board because a mixing board is like this big box. It takes a lot of space on your desk. It's clunky. And in my case, mine started producing a hiss if it was on for more than 30 minutes. So I was having all kinds of problems with it. This blue icicle, I can have it on for hours and hours. It's lightweight, it's small. So check out my webpage to get some ideas. I think you'll find it really helpful. But you really want to think about your audio gear. But again, like Cammy said, don't let any of this hold you back. At minimum, you could record on your computer. You have a built-in mic in your computer. You've got a mic on your phone. You can always start with that and go up from grow there. Grow from there and grow up. Yeah, it, absolutely. So after figuring out what microphone you're going to use, you also have to know how you're going to record your episodes. And that also has to depend on if you have a co-host or a guest or if you're doing this solo. So you and I use Skype to connect. So we don't sit in the same room together. We use Skype to connect with each other, but then you record it on your end. So how are are you doing that right now? So I'm on a Mac computer and I use what's called Ecamm Call Recorder. And it's a great piece of software. It's a one-time purchase. I think it was like maybe $35. So Ecamm is the company. And then if you're on a PC, it's called Pamela. And you can just go and Google this. We'll also have links in the show notes as well. But these are the two most popular you'll hear talked about. But you use Camtasia from time to time, right? When you're recording stuff? I definitely use Camtasia. And here's a really cool thing about Camtasia. If you are doing a video, you can take the video, put it into Camtasia or record it in Camtasia, and then you can strip the audio out separately. So you can do both video and audio very easily, as you can also, I know, with um, Pamela and, and Call Recorder. So it really is a great way to manage that. And if you ever do want to do videos as well, I like to have Camtasia on hand because you can show your screen. You can do a lot of cool things with Camtasia that honestly make it really easy to do something that doesn't require like a degree or something to do video editing. 
So that's one of the things I like about Camtasia. Yeah. And there's also Zencaster, which we've used before. And there's Zoom. Zoom is really popular for doing this. So there's a wide variety of tech when it comes to actually doing the recording. Now, if you're just doing solo and there's no one else around, you can just go and record right off of your computer. Like for me, I just used a QuickTime player on my Mac and I can just do a straight up recording in there and that works fine as well. So experiment and try different things and see what works for you. Once you have this recorded, now you got to get it up to where the listeners can access it. And we, I, I am so proud to say, Kimmy, our podcast is everywhere. We've covered all the bases, right? We've got it in iTunes. They now call it Apple Podcasts. We've got it available in uh, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We're in for Androids. It's called Google Play. We're everywhere now. It's amazing. And Spotify. And Spotify. Yeah. And you've done a lot of that work. And I know not everybody has the time or even knowledge about how to start doing that. Maybe we'll have to do a separate episode someday down the line on specifically how to do that. Or maybe we'll do a little class on it. If people say they want to know about how to do that, maybe that's a little workshop we could put together at some point. But one of the biggest ways that you do that is you put it up into something called Libsyn, which then populates it out to some of these places, not all of them, but some of them. So can you talk about Libsyn? Because I think it's a really important piece of this. Libsyn is the most popular one. You got to have a hosting company. So just like you have a hosting company to host your website, you need a hosting company for your podcast. So Libsyn is L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. We'll have links in the show notes. So Lipson's the most popular. There's also Podbean. Uh, there's a few others. This is where you will put up your episodes each week or however often. And one time you'll initially get it set for iTunes and Stitcher and iHeart, iHeartRadio. You have to wait two weeks. Once your podcast has been out for two weeks, then you could submit. You have to submit to all of these and you have to be approved. It's a one-time thing. But the beauty is once you get approved for all of these, then it's just a matter of uploading your episode each week or again, however often you're doing it. And it will automatically go to these other places immediately, which is awesome. We do SoundCloud simply because I already had a SoundCloud account. So we're adding that's something that I do separately. So that's how you get it out to the masses starts with a hosting company. And then uh, one of the things we want to talk about is you know, okay, you record an episode, but you don't know how to edit or you don't want to spend time editing, then what do you do? So Kimmy, how does that get done? Yeah. So that's really important piece too, because there's also, if you've ever listened to a podcast like ours, you'll hear, we have a beginning part. We have like a, we actually hired somebody to put together a little beginning piece about who we are. So you hear a different voice between, and so we have little pieces that need to be put together. And we don't really want to do that because we are very busy, like we said before. So we have a really great podcast editor, an audio editor that we hire. Actually, Madeline found him and, and got him through her contacts. But we pay him every month or every week, actually, to edit this for us. So you want to talk a little bit about him? Yeah. So that's been a really great experience. It was a word of mouth referral for my other podcast, Twitter Smarter. And it's great when you can find someone who can do this for you. But I also know plenty of people that do like to edit. They already know how or they want to go and learn how. There's lots of training programs out there about it these days. But you can also 
you use up, you know, you mentioned Upwork before. So Upwork would be another way to find an editor, right? I mean, that's one route to go. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I have a great video editor out of there. I've gotten a great graphic designer. I've had really good success. But certainly if you are really wanting to have an editor and you're like, I don't know who it is, reach out to us. We'll give you some some re- recommendations. Yeah, absolutely. And so another piece in all of this is creating an editorial calendar. And uh, we talked about this back in episode 18, right, Cammy? So yeah, Madeline, in episode 18, we talked about five ways to quickly create relevant content and make a really great editorial calendar. And part of what you really need to do is to have an idea of what you're going to talk about well in advance. So we have stuff planned out all the way through April, really, at least with some topic ideas. And why that's important is because every week, especially if you do a weekly podcast, or even if you do a monthly, you don't want to come up to that deadline and be like, what am I going to talk about? It's so important to have some of that already in the can so that all you have to do is sit down and just get the stuff done. Otherwise, honestly, you're going to be inconsistent. And what we found is if you're inconsistent with podcasting or blogging or anything, it really does slow your momentum. I mean, that this stuff grows over time. Isn't that right? Absolutely. It takes time for sure. And then it builds up, which is, you know, what makes this so great. As you go along, you start getting more people listening. When I started my Twitter Smarter Podcast, you know, we all started zero. And so over time, it built up and built up. And now I get lots of listeners. And we're seeing that with this podcast. It's really exciting to see all the new listeners we get every week. Now, the last thing you have to focus on when it comes to starting a podcast is promoting it. You know, once you get it out there, what do you do next? You need to go promote it. So every week when we post a new episode, we get it out. I, I know, Cami, you get an email out that goes out to our, our list, which has been, I love it. I mean, you do a great job of that, I just have to say. Thank you. And you get it out great on Twitter and social media. And then I just can retweet that stuff. So we try to like divide the tasks a little, little bit because we realize that, you know, both of us have this hugely busy schedule. So how do we manage our time and yet do the promotion for the episodes? Exactly. So we get it out to our Facebook community. We get it out, you know, Twitter and Instagram. I use social jukebox to be, a, you know, this is evergreen content we're sharing with the uh, show notes each week. So I put it in a social jukebox so I can just put it in one time and let it run on autopilot and just keep tweeting, which will help get us more interest. It really gets the name out there, communities that convert, we get new listeners. So that works out really well. Now, another thing we want to mention that's really important in this whole big project of starting a podcast is the launch date, you know, picking like, when are you going to put this thing out? I think we kind of forgot to mention that earlier in this episode of like the importance of that date. You know, you, you got to have a date and stick to it, right? Like we picked a date and we went for it. Yeah, we definitely did. And when we got to the date that we picked, honestly, we weren't ready. And we went anyway. And honestly, we could have had a lot better launch, probably a lot more people would have listened right away if we had had the promotion that we wanted to have. Um, There was a lot of things that happened right before our launch, including a storm, um, a big one here in Houston, and um, some other things that happened that kind of slowed us down. But we did not waver from the date that we picked. Which I'm very proud of. And I think that is one of your biggest hurdles in starting a podcast and really starting any new project is 
having that date and sticking to it. So when I started my Twitter Smarter podcast, I tell you what, Cami, I started with the date. I had been wanting to start that podcast for quite some time and I kept putting it off. And then I said to myself, okay, pick a date and stick to it and then work backwards, look at the calendar, go backwards and go and start interviewing people and edit the podcast and then do the official launch. And I have to say that worked out really, really well. So I was thrilled that with this podcast, we basically did the same thing. We picked that date, we stuck to it, we never changed it. And we started basically recording episodes. And we had a lot of fun along the way. This has been a great journey. I have to say for anybody that's thought about doing this, having a co-host has been so so much fun, so enlightening. You're very inspirational, Cami. I, I learned so much from doing this with you. So I just have to say, this has been one of the best experiences I've had in the past year. Oh, wow. Thank you. It has been for me too, because I really love creating content and getting it out there. And you've really helped me to take action and get that out there on a regular basis, which for me was really a struggle. Um, and so this really has helped me to continue to really churn out the content, which you know, I love to do. I mean, you sit me down at a computer and ask me to churn out content and I will churn out content on a dime. But I need that. I need that inspiration and and that extra push from a co-host really has helped me too. Yeah, I think that's a a great reason to have a co-host is that you can really support each other and lift each other up to make it a great experience. So something to think about for sure. Absolutely. So we're at the end of our episode, and I know we've gone over our time. This is kind of a big episode, but it was a lot of material. Yeah, and we have a great call to action for you. We are putting together this really great, or we have put together a great quick start template that we have available for you to download off of our website at communitiesthatconvert.com. So this is special just for this episode, right, Cammie? Something that we put together for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you want to get started on this, I know how hard it is. So we are putting together a template for you that all you have to do is download it and follow the steps and you too can have a podcast. It's that easy. So we want to hear from you. So be sure to tweet us or post in the Facebook group and let us know what you think. Let us know if you're thinking about starting a podcast, shoot out your ideas to us. We'll be happy to give you feedback. Absolutely. And come into the Facebook group and definitely there we can start to come together with some ideas for you and really help you out there. So be sure to join that Facebook group as well. We're going to continue the conversation we're having here today there. And that's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash communities that convert. And our secret word is action. Action. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We enjoy doing this podcast for you. We're thrilled that we're halfway through a year of doing it. And it's because of you, the listener. So thank you so much for being part of this journey with us. See you next week. Bye. Hey, this is Madeline. And I want to let you know, you can connect with us on our website at communitiesthatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cami. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat. And that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you.
listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cami through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Thank you.